0: The Manage Smarter Show is brought to you by SalesCred, the app that helps salespeople discover why they miss quota and what to do about it. Find out more at salescred.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast.
1: Our guest today, Lee. Oh my God, there's so much in common with him. I mean, you're based in Columbus, Ohio. He's a huge Bengals fan. I'm jealous because he knows how to play the trombone and has played it professionally. And he's an expert in small business, digital marketing, and maximizing website revenues. I mean, what could you want in a guest?
0: Yeah, You had that on top of it. That's fantastic.
1: Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. My name is Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel.
0: And I'm Celie Smith. I am the founder and CEO of Sales Fuel. And what's great about today's guest, you know, if you're a marketing manager, we're going to talk about digital marketing. That's important. If you're a sales manager, it's like we're going to talk about ways in which you know, we can use digital marketing, then and- to improve the digital footprint of your salespeople so they can be perceived as more credible when the prospects go and research them before, before a call is made. And also, if you're a manager of any sort, you know, you've know you got to market your, your, your department internally. Uh, you also need to know how, how to talk with marketing and you want to have something useful to say. So we're going to touch all the bases here for all managers of all sorts.
1: So Michael Buzz, Buzzynski, welcome, sir. Thanks for coming to the microphones. Good morning to Thank you. To you. You are a lifelong entrepreneur, digital marketing thought leader, and best-selling author, as well as the chief marketing officer of I Love This Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. You are a visionary marketer and you were dubbed that by the American Marketing Association. And your sole mission is to reduce the prevalence of entrepreneurial poverty here in the US, particularly as you said, right, Michael, with service businesses.
2: Service-centric uh, businesses is that's my jam. Right.
1: So Buzz has simplified digital marketing success with the rule of 26. There's only three steps people. It's not <laughs> he's going to explain it. To help business With a name like
0: rocket with a name like buzz it's still not rocket it's, science. It's got to be <laughs> um,
1: But helping small business proprietors avoid the time drain and the frustration of managing profitable digital marketing campaigns. I can't wait to hear this. And as you say Buzz, take the HubSpot KPIs and toss them out the window. You do not need them.
0: That's right. That's right. That's a good place to start. (laughs) Yes.
1: All right. So maximizing website revenue, rule 26, three steps and go. All
0: right. So yeah, well, let's just start
2: there. The the rule of 26 states that if you increase your uh, unique traffic to your website by 26%, your conversion rate by 26%, and the average value per client coming from your website by 26%, the overall revenue from your website will increase 100%. That is a compounded effect because if you multiply 26 by three, you do not get 100.
1: (laughs) Over what period of time are we talking that this compounds?
2: Um, So we do it, I mean, it is immediate, right? So if you're increasing any of those by 26%, that means when that traffic hits that 26% more, you're getting 26% more revenue. Okay. From it compared to whatever period that you're uh, comparing it to. Right. So if it's year over year, quarter over quarter, month over month, that's up to you how fast it happens. Right. The nice thing about the rule um, that I find is that as you're running through those three steps, you're getting increased revenue. So you're realizing the fruits of your labor as you are cultivating the rule of 26. So what's the magic in the number 26? It was as close as I could get to 200, or a doubling the sales revenue. So I, you know, if you're if you're looking at a process, you want to have a goal, right? And so when we, when I was boiling down the what was it, 38 KPIs HubSpot likes to tout, and like the 72 or three uh, KPIs that Shopify like to to look at, I'm like, nobody, including myself as a digital marketer, wants to look at that many KPIs. And so, all right, which ones are actually moving revenue needles directly? Like when it moves, revenue moves. And, w- and the three that I saw was the average value per client was an easy one, right? If you can get more business from the clients you're getting, you're getting more revenue. That's an easy one. Boom, done. Now... If I'm converting more of the traffic that's coming to me by 26%, I'm getting 26% more business. And if I hold steady my conversion rate for my website and increase the traffic by 26%, I get 26% more. So actual business, right? So it's in that
0: order, right? So the, the, the first one, though, is value of the customer. Then it's conversion rate. And then it's traffic because you can have junk traffic you know, that that, that will never convert or if they do convert, they will never spend anything substantial with you. So you can actually, in the book, I say that you can start
2: wherever you feel you have the most immediate impact upon your sales. (laughs) So if you know what your close rate is and there is a measurable conversion rate from your website, increasing your traffic might be the easiest or, or the most direct way of increasing revenue now, right? And if you increase it, by 10%, but you're not seeing 10% more revenue in that period, then yes, you have a conversion problem or you have junk traffic coming in. And we do talk about that in the book uh, briefly, as far as filtering out bad traffic. First, find out that you're tracking actual human beings, get Mm -hmm. rid of the bots, the crawlers, and all the other things that are coming to your website and giving you this false narrative that you have a popular website. Most small businesses that have a local reach, service-centric specifically, do not get thousands of visitors to their website. So sorry, not happening. Okay. Few hundred, yes. And 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 if you are pushing the right type of uh, traffic, then you're getting the quality of that traffic. So if you're seeing only say 20 to 30 uh, second visits to your website, the traffic's not very good or your content's not very good. So you have to test all of them as you go pretty much. But really in the book, I say, where do you have the most impact in the quickest and the least amount of energy?
1: So for the conversion question and the conversion challenge, as you called it, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what are some of the typically the most common mistakes that you know, like we have hot jar, we analyze our website, we see where people go and why they leave. And, you know, you can do that all day long, but where do the people go when they don't convert? And what are you seeing are the most common mistakes?
2: So the first question is, where do they go when they don't convert? They go to websites that talk to their pain and their dreams. Mm -hmm. People are selfish. It's just human nature. We're worried about us. We must keep ourselves alive right when you're in a plane what do they tell you cover your in a case of an emergency and there's a loss of pressure you put the mask on you first then you help your neighbor right because if you're not surviving you can't help anybody else well that's that's innate right we that's programmed in us we care about our dreams and we care about our problems so as a service based business you're only doing one of two things solving problems attaining dreams you don't do anything else. If you can try to make it any more complicated than that, you're missing the boat. And so then that comes to my second, your second part of your question, which is mm-hmm. what is the biggest mistake? I, we, us. Yep. Service based businesses and service centric businesses consistently to this day talk about themselves way too much, way too early. We first have to connect with the client. There's a saying out there that says, Nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care, okay? And the website is no different. You have to first identify what their problem is, right? If they need more sales, the first thing you get in there, we increase sales by X, dot, 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 dot. And then maybe a couple of things to qualify that. And then now you're you're describing their situation for your specific type of client. The second thing that people do when they do take the I, we, us and make it you and your, is that then they don't, they try to talk to too many people, mm. right? They don't niche down into where their most profitable relationships reside. And so when, we, when I work people through the rule 26, I usually go backwards. I usually start with the average value per client because there are all, there's always money left on the table there. Almost always, okay? I don't care what you do. 26% is not a huge amount of money right? When you're looking at, like, unless you're, even if you're at a million, at a million dollars, $260,000 is not that much more. Like when you're in that realm, it's not there, right? Like we think of like $260,000 is a lot of money, but when you're talking in the millions, not really. Okay. Just like when you're talking $100 versus $126, what can you offer your clients today that would beg for them? They would beg you, to please take my money, take me two 26 more dollars of my money. What can you offer them that would make them do that? Because that right there to your next sale means that you just got 26% more revenue from that new client than you did without it.
0: I'm delighted to hear you say, you know uh, attain dreams because so many times in sales in particular, it's like everyone's focused on the pain. what's the pain <laughs> and it's like, well, you're missing out the opportunity then that that you know maybe they don't have a pressing pain right now and so when you don't have pain, then you can focus on it on on your dreams and your desires and your goals and uh, so it's great to hear you hear you say that and that kind of leads me into. Uh, You know, another question that I had, this pertains to salespeople, but for salespeople to attain true credibility with their uh, accounts and prospects, uh, they have to do everything right leading up to it. And I won't go into the five levels, but the the pinnacle though is uh, getting referrals, recommendations and everything like that. While that may make sense for salespeople, whatever, you don't necessarily believe that it's great marketing strategy. Tell me why. As far as referrals...
2: I feel that referrals are a great icing on the cake. Word of mouth is a beautiful way to get started, but it is no way to predictably scale your business. You're now going back to the fact that people are selfish. And, And a company or a business owner who thinks that people are walking around thinking about their business all the time and waiting to get them a referral, they're delusional. I promise you, they're not thinking about you. You have family members who don't think about your business when they're given an opportunity to pass a referral. They just don't think about it. It's not that it's not their business, right? It's not what they do every day. And so if to think that we can get all you know, predictably get referrals every single day, the only way you're doing that is by building out your customer value journey to where you have a promotion uh, set, of clients that are ready to advocate for you. And then you, they actually follow your instructions. Every time you ask, who do you know that? And they give you three names. Who do you know that they give me three more names? Who do you know? And when you can do that, then yes. But the road up to that is a very long and treacherous one. And most businesses don't even have their customer value journey laid out well enough to get most of their clients there.
0: Well, first of all, you have to, you have to provide a positive business outcome to the point where, you know, they're delighted with with the value that they've gotten and and your role in it. Uh, And then the salesperson, for example, has to ask for it because they're not, it's not going to be given to you voluntarily. So do enough to actually to to deserve the referral, then ask for it. And then, then maybe you'll get it. Yeah. But that's, and that's the
2: icing on the cake. That's the cherry on top, right? Like, oh, great. Now we have something we can put back through the value journey, right?
0: That we didn't have already coming through our marketing. So so many people that when you talk to them about marketing, I'm thinking about some of our clients in, in, in the media sphere and, and ad agency world, you know, th- th- what they hear is like, you know, business is great right now. I get most of my business on referrals. I don't need to spend money on social media marketing and content marketing and redoing my website and and lead funnels and things like that. You know, we, we hear, they hear it all the time. So, you know, what is the danger uh, uh, in that you're only relying on that and you're ignoring the investment into other forms of marketing?
2: Let's go with just search marketing because, I mean, there's so many pitfalls of not marketing. But let's just look at search because search has the highest intent, right? When we search things on the internet, we're looking for something, right? And the statistics show that 68% of all purchases for products or services start with a search query. That means two thirds of all buying decisions start with a search query. So if you're not on the search engine for your demographic, searching for your services or solutions to what you provide, then you're not in the mix. Because nobody, like, well, I I take that back, 2% of all visits go past the second page of the search engine. 70% of all click-throughs on organic traffic go on the top three uh, spots in organic. Mm -hmm. So, 68% of all purchases start with a search query, and only 5% of all website pages will rank on the first page.
0: So if you're de- if you're a smaller service organization and you're dealing with big franchises, big chains, and everything like that, then what do you say to the people? You say why bother? Because it's like they're not going to find me. So why you know if based on those numbers you just put out, you know why should I bother? Because because local search
2: at Google loves local businesses. Okay. So if you're selling a product, that's a completely different conversation and we'd have to dive into different numbers. But for service-centric businesses, most services are done locally. And your even if you don't care whether or not you have a national brand helping you, if you are located in, say, Columbus, Ohio, and you ask for an accountant, the first things that come out up on the search is accountants in Ohio. Okay. If you are a local business, you want to make sure that your Google Maps rankings, which is another ranking, another organic place right there. And we call that local SEO. Very specifically, if you're on a phone, this local search is what's going to trump anything national. National is going to be pushed way down for services, period, end of story, okay? The thing is that you don't need to rank for the big search volume stuff, the generic stuff. You want to rank for the long search keyword tails. Okay. So four, five, six, seven word searches mean high purchase intent. And if you're local and they're local, you're going to be pushed up to that. If Air you're conditioning optimized. service in Poughkeepsie, New York. Yes. There we go. Now I know you're looking for that in that city and I want that in that city, not just anybody that in that city, the nationals can't compete there.
1: It's his go-to city, by the way, Buzz is
0: Poughkeepsie. <laughs> that, That's b- why b- I'm Paducah, smiling. Kentucky. <laughs> yes. I love them both. I love them both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got just a few minutes left. Everybody, you know, you want to get the book. Uh, you want to go to rule of 26.com. I need to work that in for you. And um, the other thing you talk about, and uh, I don't know if you, you've got a formula for it is, you get stuck in a circle where you, you, you can't fire unprofitable clients because you need the revenue and you just go around in a circle. What, what is the, the final decision? How do you call out the unprofitable ones safely while you are seeking more profitable clients? What's the best way to bridge that gap?
2: There's two ways. Okay. One is fire them. Mm-hmm. One is give them an option. Pay me what I'm worth or go away. You have to be at a point where you're ready to be paid what you're worth. When we don't charge enough for our services, we are actually stealing from those we think we're trying to serve. Because when you're not getting paid everything you're worth, you're unable to give everything you're worth. Mm-hmm. Let that set in. If you don't charge a hundred percent of your value, you cannot give, one hundred percent of your value; therefore, you are
0: shortcutting them. Listen to this, salespeople. Whenever they're asking you to cut ten percent off the proposal you just you just sent them. Yeah, right. All right I'll just to sink in for a minute. <laughs> yeah, because but, yeah, I mean, to make a sale, we're all willing. yeah, I'll give the ten percent. <laughs> let's get
2: the deal done. it was like, no, no, right? No. Yeah, and then I tell them, it's like, well, we can do ten percent less business, uh, less service. We can, we can slow the, the, the speed in which we do this by 10%. If you're okay waiting 10% longer for results, mm-hmm. we might be able to get there for you, right? But we're still charging what we're worth, right? That's the biggest thing you can do is just come back and say, hey, listen, we've got a better way of doing this and we're sunsetting this because we find in your, uh, one of our case studies that we're not giving you what you deserve. You deserve this. And for us to give it to you, this is the new price. Are you okay with that? Are you ready to really succeed? Because right now we're holding you back. Would you like us to unleash the, 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 uh, the quality the and the value? Yeah? Unleash the Kraken? Let's do this. Right. Make it a positive thing that they're investing to get a bigger language. return. Well, and there's
1: that sweet spot, too, that have you guys some people are wired and Lee, I think maybe at some point you taught me this buzz. There's a a, a suspicion you get when somebody comes in too low. You're like, what's wrong with them? Oh, and then yeah. if they're way too high, you might you might actually think they're high because they're they are actually better. So it doesn't always have to be yeah. like I don't want to ask for too much. If you've sales. built
2: the value, you can charge whatever. I have a, I have a fractional CFO. that's a client of mine. He just started. He was a, he is an accountant by trade, right? But he's going into his own business. He's working with um, uh, construction companies that do ten million or more in sales, and he was going to double their cash flow, right? So that they can grow their businesses, right? So we first started talking about. It. He's talking about fifteen hundred dollars a month. I'm like, hmm, that sounds like kind of low. Like I I would I would just do my CPA for maybe that, right? And, um, and then he, he talked to a sales coach and he's like, the sales coach wants me to sell for $50,000. It's like, okay, we can do that. We just have to create a framework that shows that value. And so I created Mm -hmm. a framework that he, in the marketing side of things that he can sell against. And that's where marketing and sales work together is that marketing creates the framework of value that the salespeople sell against. Now we have this thing called financial resource optimization where he charges $50,000 and I will double your cash flow in 90 days, or I'll give you your money back. And here's the framework and where we're going to do it because they need to know how it's going to happen. They don't need to know what's going to happen. They, 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 they want to know what, I'm sorry, I say that backwards. They want to know what's going to happen, not how it's going to happen. So the framework shows you what, right? Their pain point is the why. I want to grow my business. I don't have the cash. I'll give you the cash at 10 million in annual in revenue. $50,000 is dropping a bucket. They, mm-hmm. they do, he's, he's, he's presented it four times. The first four times he presented, he sold it three times.
1: Wow. He's
2: already garnered $365,000 out of four meetings.
1: So your other website is buzzworthy.biz. Are you looking mm-hmm. for new clients? Got to wrap things up here.
2: Sure. Um, okay. if you are a service centric business and you've been in business for at least three years, we have some done for you. Uh, uh, services that we, we were strategy first. So we'll, we'll, we'll do actually do a free audit of where you're at with your marketing and see where we can add value to you. If you're just starting out, or maybe you're just getting up to speed and don't have the money to uh, hire out for that. So you have more time than money, then uh, check out our software as a service and our done with you, uh, programs, which, uh, offer the same professional tools, um, and a little bit of guidance from our professional marketing team.
1: That's great. Michael, very informative. Great stuff. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.